Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Wednesday, happy hump day, and no, your phone or laptop or computer or TV is not messed up. We have a new camera in the studio, and I do apologize if there are any technical issues or if you see this thing trying to refocus or what have you. Um, we got a brand new camera. We've got to get some new updated lighting in here. All I have is my ring light and a little bit of natural light coming in. So if things are a little bit off today, a little bit wonky, I do apologize. We are uh, the joys in the journey, and we are getting after it and learning as we go. I want to say thank you to my guy, Phil Ballou. Uh, We've got him in the big cock club. He sent over this brand new, like, 4K camera, so you're probably seeing me much clearer than you have ever seen me before. We are no longer using the MacBook camera. Uh, we now have this Logitech 4K all kinds of craziness. I see it like refocusing and everything. I've got to figure out what we need to do for a backdrop, a background, um, just to make this thing look as good as possible. So I'm, I'm going to get with my guy. We're going to get some more lighting in here. Again, I've just been rocking with a ring light, but uh, we are going to get this all figured out. And we're going to have the best possible setup. This is only a plus and only a positive for the Daily Crow and for all the content we create. I was going to just not say anything and see if you guys are like, man, my service is really good today or something about this is really good today. Why does he look so clear? Why does it look so much different? But uh, it does definitely look different too. It's it's not nearly as blurry as it normally is. So that's a plus. And uh, again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Chris Phillips, your host, the Daily, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. We are live here on this Wednesday, August the 17th. I see my guy, DGD, Brendan, Dylan Prothman, Mark Regal, C. Youngblood, Braken, Todd Smith, Matthew Isaac, Brendan, Stephen Bordwell Jr., John Edward. What's going on? Appreciate y'all tuning in. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I was joking with a buddy last night. I was like, man, if I look, uh, if I look ugly on TDC with the new camera, man, I might, I might have to go back to the old blurry camera. Why not? Why not? Um, let me, let me do something real quick, guys. We got the, we got the. The Discord notifications coming in from the other computer, and I can hear them in the background. It's really, really annoying. Um, my folks in the TDC Questions channel, the Big Cock Club Discord, let's see. What, what are they saying? Uh, high tech. Yeah, welcome back. Brendan. Brendan's back. Brendan's back on TDC. Welcome back, Brendan M. Welcome back. Appreciate you, my friend. Again, we got a lot to get into, of course, podcast. Did drop this morning. All those tuned in, by the way, to the Daily Crow podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in via podcast form. Uh, in case you are tuned into the podcast for me, you're not watching the video, I just highly suggest stay tuned. You'll see the clips on social media because you're going to be like, what in the world? It's even weird for me to look at. I'll be honest with you. It's weird for me to look at. Like I said, if it's refocusing, <clears throat> if it's refocusing, I do apologize. Um, I'm still figuring out this brand new camera. We're figuring out the backdrop. We're figuring out the setup. Um so, yeah, so thank you guys for always just continuing to roll with the punches and rock with what we do and show love and support and uh, and be flexible with everything. Adam Mew, here's a great question. Adam, first things first, welcome, my friend. He said, explain TDC and TSUS. Why two names? What is the deal for new listeners? Adam, great question. For somebody who might just be tuning in, you might be saying to yourself, what in the world's going on? So the Spurs Up Show is the actual entity. That is the name of the business. The Spurs Up Show LLC. We have literally an LLC. It's a legitimate, fully functioning operating business. And the Spurs Up Show is the podcast, which drops Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The Daily Crow, Adam, is what you are tuned into right now. It is a, it is a branch, if you will, of the Spurs Up Show. The Daily Crow is our live show that airs noon to two 
Monday through Friday on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So we have a live daily show that accompanies the podcast. If you listen to the podcast on the Spurs Up Show feed, it really is a different thing. It's a much more organized, dare I I don't really want to say buttoned up because that makes it sound all stuffy and professional and all that, but it's a little bit more of an organized thing where I'll go through and have certain topics and, you know, add them like your normal podcast would. This is for you guys, the commenters, the callers. Sometimes the conversations here, Adam, they go completely off the rails, and that's exactly the way we like it. Think of Paul Feinbaum, but for the South Carolina side of things. It's that style of show, if you will. It's that style of show. So I hope that clears things up. But, Adam, I will say I do have a podcast feed now for the Daily Crow. So for those who cannot catch the entire two-hour segment here, they just want to go back and listen to some of the conversations or the interviews we do or just want to listen to it again, you can do so. So it's two separate things, but the Spurs Up show, you see this logo. That That is the business. That is the, you follow us on social media. We're at the Spurs Up show. TDC is like a, it's a branch. It's a, it's a, it's a, it falls under the Spurs Up show umbrella, if you will. And again, guys, I apologize for the camera refocusing. I'm seeing that. I, I've got to, I got to hit up my guy and see how to change that and stop that from happening. I, I don't know exactly what I need to do. I'm going to try to like not move around because I see it just keeps refocusing as I move around. Um, Joey Guyton, yes, Mark Stoops is a slap dick indeed. Mark Stoops is indeed a slap dick. He has earned slap dick status on October the 8th. Just got a lot more interesting because of his comments yesterday. On that note, Adam and everybody else for taking your questions, your comments, your calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Again, podcast did drop this morning. A full breakdown of the Gamecocks wide receivers going into the 2022 football season. The position at preview series continued today. Um, really, really exciting stuff. As I broke down, most approved, best overall season will be successful if, and of course, gave my overall grade for the unit. We also talked the opening line for South Carolina, Georgia State. We talked, um, what else? We talked Mark Stoops and his comments, uh, some other small tidbits, and also a fantastic conversation, a fantastic conversation with Tim Hill, formerly of 107.5 The Game. You might recall him, um, formerly of 107.5 The Game, now is on, has his own show, Tim Hill, Unrestricted free agent. For all my morning Gamecocks out there, I'll actually be going on his show tomorrow morning at 8.30 to talk South kind of football. So we've got that tomorrow. And then Friday at 11.30 a.m., of course, I'll go back on J.C. Sherbert's show, uh, the Big Spur pod on Twitter, Inside the Gamecocks, I believe is what he calls the show. I'll go back on that show, though, at 11.30 on Friday before the Daily Crow for about 20 minutes to talk. South Carolina football, of course. So, again, guys, we're rocking. We're rolling. we got 17 days till kickoff. we got a new freaking camera, which I'm going to be working through and working on and figuring out. So, if things are refocusing and the lighting's kind of weird and and uh, what have you, I do apologize. My guy, uh, let's see. My guy, Travis Allen, is going through it, bro. I don't know what, Travis. I don't know if you can hear me. I don't know. Travis, the only thing... Because it looks like you commented, my guy. So what, Travis Allen, what is the issue with Travis Allen? What is the issue, Travis Allen? Because this guy's been texting me. Apparently that he he says that his comments are not showing up on my end, which I'm looking, and I guess they haven't shown up. 
The, Travis, the only thing I could think of is that somebody reported you on Facebook. I didn't do it. Maybe somebody reported you. I don't know, though. I don't know. Um, and I think he is listening because I see his text from, from him. I see a text. Um, Travis, I, I, I mean, again, I'll look into it. I literally have no idea. Craig Phillips in the TDC question channel says TSUS in the front. Is, is the front part of – oh, TSUS is the front part of the mullet, all business, and TDC is the back part, all party. Love it. Love it. Garrett H. says this. He says, Beamer should wear his, quote-unquote, stupid sunglasses to shake Stoops' hand on the field after the game if we win. What you got to do is this. What you got to do is this. I think if you're Beamer, you don't bring him to midfield, but you save him for postgame. Wear him in the presser after you beat Kentucky's ass. I mean, that's it, man. Listen. Here's the thing with Stu, because I, I first watched the video. When I first watched it, I, I didn't think much of it. I really didn't think much of it. Um, when I watched it again, right, when I watched it again, that's when I was like, this feels, this is too coincidental. This is too coincidental for it to be an accident, right? It's just, just, it's just too coincidental. And then you realize you line up, when, when the statement was made, and it was like 24 hours after, um, 24 hours after Shane Beamer's video went viral, and it's just like at that point you're like, you know what? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, yeah, this is definitely about Shane Beamer. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, man. I, I will say this: I do kind of love some of the banter, the back and forth. The, the, the targeted trash talk, like, it, it gets old hearing coaches just say the same old thing over and over again. Like, don't we all miss the days of Steve Spurrier and the trash talk and the things he would say, the way he'd needle opponents? I don't think you're going to hear Shane Beamer respond, <clears throat> right? I don't think you're going to hear him respond. I, I will say, though, it wouldn't shock me if, if Coach did something like, I don't know, did a presser with some shades on or, or what have Because he's going to get asked about it. <clears throat> I think he's going to get asked about it. And I would imagine Beamer will deflect and won't say anything. He doesn't want to stoke a fire. But here's the thing, guys. If you if you want to if you want to you want to make a point, go win the game. Big L. Let's jump to the phone. Line. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing fine, sir. I just calling. Just want to know which home game this season will be the All Black game. I think if there is one, I think it would be the home game against Tennessee. That that would make it. Just seems like we always were All Black against them. Um, so if I if I had to guess, I mean, I, you know, we may not do that. There's there's no proof that Beamer is is uh, a fan of that. Really, to be honest with you. So if we do it, I would guess Tennessee. But I don't know that there's really a guarantee we will, to be honest with you. <clears throat> All right. Gotcha. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Yeah. Maybe South Carolina will wear all black. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, you think that that's the one helmet the Gamecocks did not wear last year. So is Beamer, is Beamer not a big fan of the all black? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Let's see. Again, appreciate the love on the hat, by the way, guys. The hat is fire. The, the, the black hat is, is sick. I, I highly suggest. We also got the 
the tie-dye Beamer Ball, which not a lot of folks rock with this, but I like it. I like it personally. Um, John says, people are mad about it. I love it. It makes the Kentucky game this fall even more fun. The banter makes the sport fun. Indeed, John. And, and I tell you this, if South, you know, as if we didn't want to beat Kentucky bad enough, <clears throat> you know what I mean? As if we didn't want to beat them bad enough. Mark Stoops just adding more fuel to the fire. But again, it's it's not like we we needed <laughs> more motivation to want to beat them, right? What's interesting is like that that's a game that, and I was commenting, I was tuned into Tim Hill's show this morning actually, just while I was uh, cutting up, cutting up content and stuff like that. I was tuned into Tim Hill because Tim Hill does a fantastic job. Like I said, guys, I highly suggest you listen to the uh, the interview on the show today with him, the conversation, if you will, but. <clears throat> he was talking about most important games and, of course, the Stoops thing. And that's a lot of fun, right? Like, I jumped into Twitter spaces last night with Big Game Boomer. And it's, it's kind of fun to, like, one of the top storylines in college football two weeks away from kickoff be something dealing with South Carolina. Um, but it's it, I'm not labeling it as the most important game, right? I'm not labeling Kentucky as the most important game. I've already taught why I think Missouri is the most important game. But, I mean, it's, it's like 1A and 1B. Like, Kentucky's right there, right? Because there are many things that South Carolina fans, there's many things that we can stomach and we can live with. Losing to Kentucky is not one of them, right? Losing to Kentucky is just not one. It's just not something that we can we can deal with, you know? So reversing that trend, I mean, it's, it's wild when you look at this season. I know my guy John Edwards, shout out John Edwards. I know he sent over, <clears throat> he DM'd me before, and some of you others have too, but John Edward most recently DM'd me the, the trends and the losing streaks and whatever. It's crazy the amount of negative trends and negative streaks that we have to break. It, it, it's just wild. I mean, you go down the list of, you know, you've lost, what, three in a row to Tennessee. You've lost three in a row to Missouri. You've lost seven of eight to Kentucky. You've lost seven in a row to Clemson. You've lost eight in a row to Texas A&M and never beaten them. You've lost, what, I guess two in a row to Georgia. I'm not trying to ruin your Wednesday here, but those are just realities. That's just where you sit. That's just where you sit right now. The only team you've had sustained success against is Vanderbilt. You know, I mean, it's just... There's a lot of streaks that have to be broken this year. I mean, my goodness. And it's and it's just hard. I'm, you know, I, do I think you're going to beat both A&M and Clemson? No, I, I certainly don't. But it, but it's just hard to 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 feel like your program's in a good spot when you got a seven game losing streak to anybody. When you got an eight game losing streak, like that, that just that's tough, man. That's just tough. Zach Attack, my guy Zach, which, by the way, I want to say this. Craig Phillips just emailed me. I, I'm going to say this to all my Big Cock Club people, and, and I hope you guys don't uh, get your feelings hurt. You join the Big Cock Club, you have a 20% off promo code. If you order merch and forget to use the promo code, my guy, that's on you. I, I, I can't refund that money. I just know there's no doing that. That, that, would, that, puts, that puts way too much... That's putting way too much work on me, my guy. Just don't forget to use it. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, all love, Craig. You know I love you. 
Breaking 70. What's up, man? Appreciate you texting in. Yes, your test worked. Your test worked. He says, love the show. Thank you, Breaking. Hey, it was great to meet you, by the way, in Fort Mill. Really excited to be out in Augusta tomorrow. Excited to be out in Augusta. Carolina Ale House, Augusta, Georgia tomorrow. Zach of Texas, I say Missouri and Kentucky are the two teams that we want to beat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, Mizzou has to end. I mean, again, I've listed it most important games. You, you just, you don't have a good season if you don't beat Missouri. There's no, in my opinion, somebody said, well, what if you, what if you go eight and four and, you, and you beat Kentucky? Or lose to Mizzou. I'm like, I just don't see it. Let's see if we can send a voicemail. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, buddy, what's going on, man? What's up? Doing well. Appreciate you. What's going on? Yes, sir. So my question is for on the season, right? Would you say it hinges more on the complete team? Or for me looking, you know, outside looking in, obviously as a fan. Would you think it would be more so of our offensive line? If we can run the ball effectively, we would be more successful. If we have to rely on uh, Spencer to throw the ball, let's say, 30, 40 times, we're going to be in trouble. But if we can limit that to 20 to 25 throws a game with successful running, do you think our season, we, we go eight or better? You know, in that scenario? Yeah, I mean, I, I think certainly a lot of our season hinges on line of scrimmage. I mean, just offensively and defensively. I mean, last year we couldn't stop the run either. So, um, and I know that's boring. I, I know people, you know, O-line play and even D-line play, it's not the most fun thing to talk about, especially the offensive line. But, I mean, yeah, a, a lot of the hopes of our season, the hopes and dreams, the difference between winning six and winning eight is the offensive line. Um, I, I do think we're going to throw – I think we're going to throw the football a good bit, though. I, I, I don't think – I don't – I mean, we want to be as balanced, I think, as possible, but I have no problems with Spencer Rattler throwing it 30 to 35 times a game. I mean, just do what works. Like, I don't care because here's the thing yeah. I don't want to see this year. You don't have to run the ball every play to win. You don't have to be 50-50 balanced to win. So if we need to throw it, I mean, the whole, like, I, I still have nightmares. It's burned in my head of, of Will Muschamp saying, we got to be stingy in the run game. No, I, I say not this year. If you can't run it and the O-line stinks again, if we got to throw it, we got to throw it, man. And I say just put it on seven. Right. Hey, you know what? We're putting it all on you. I'm sorry. This is the way it's got to be. But we can't just try to run it up the middle and get nothing or get a loss and, and just try to be, quote, unquote, stingy in the run game. Um, but, of course, I mean, a lot of it's going to hinge on the offensive line, man. It, it's going to hinge on the offensive line because right. it doesn't matter how many, how, many, how many star receivers you added or star running backs or Spencer Rattler – if the O-line's dog shit again, you're just, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to work. The, the offense right. is not going to click the way it needs to. And, uh, you know, as we saw last year, I mean, you, you got to score points to win, bottom line. Um, and you got too many weapons not to do it. And, and, again, I'll say this. I'll say this. All the pressure's on Satterfield as it should be. I, I, I don't think the offensive line being an efficiency is – I don't think it's a great excuse this year. Like, if you know that, if you know – and you know going into the season there's a chance that it is – you got to develop some sort of game plan and some sort of strategy around it. You, you, you have to, right? It's right. just not good enough. It's not going to be good enough to have a season where you score 25 points per game and say, well, you know, our O-line play just wasn't good. Okay, well, we know it's not good. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to game plan right. around it? I mean, there's only so much you can do, obviously. They've got to play, but, um, you know, yeah, a, a lot of this and season hinges. To my next point. Yeah, a lot of this season hinges on, on their play for sure. Yeah, and actually my next thing I was going to ask after that, uh, based on what you said, what you said kind of what I was thinking about it, but 
we're going to go from game to game, you know what I mean, based off game plan, based uh, upon uh, deciding on who we're playing against, you know what I mean, what what works best for the overall team. So like I said, you know, running the ball a whole bunch, trying to, you know, down the throat is not always going to be the answer. Sometimes we're going to be able to stretch the field on teams. That's what I'm hoping to see. Um, but like I said, don't back off the game planning. But you know, you're the nail right on the head, man. You really are. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's matchups, of course, which is you know football. It's all about matchups. Um, that's what I'm saying. We're we're after the first three weeks, bro. I mean, we're gonna be tested. We're gonna be tested up front, both offensively and defensively, because yeah. Georgia State, uh, one of the best in the country last year running the football. I, I don't give a damn what competition they played. They ran for like 230 yards a season ago. Um, Arkansas is Arkansas, right? They're gonna be physical, and then Georgia's Georgia. So if we are Listen, if we're soft up front again, if we're soft at line of scrimmage, there's nowhere to hide them first three weeks. Nowhere to hide. We we will yeah, we will be absolutely. fortunate to beat Georgia State and Arkansas and Georgia will just have their way with us. So we've got to be better at the point of attack, offensively and defensively. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking the time to take my call, answer the questions. No game cock. Yeah, man, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Great stuff. 843-790-3377. Chris Smith texting in. First official Gamecock sporting event is tomorrow night. Women's soccer against the defending national champions need to pack out Stone Stadium. Yeah, all those in Columbia, y'all go. Y'all go out to Stone Stadium, man. Go watch uh, women's soccer. Go support women's soccer. Should be a good time. Should be a fun night. AJ Bowers says, score prediction for Kentucky. I know it's early. I'm going to say 31-17, to 17, South Carolina. Uh, AJ, I dropped my score predictions, my game-by-game -game predictions. You already know. I'd have to go back and look at what I said. Um, I forget what I said. I think I had 31 to 24. I think it's a close game. I, I really do. I think it's a really close game, but I think Spencer Rattler will outdo Will Levis. I do think the Gamecocks get Kentucky. I, I do. I think they get them. Um, those games are always close in Lexington, though, so I I'm not picking some blowout win. I mean, I'd love to see it, obviously, but uh, – yeah, I, I, I do think South Carolina will beat Kentucky. I, I think that Kentucky's a little bit overrated. I, I think they're a little bit overvalued. I understand what Mark Stoops has done, four straight bowl wins. And, hey, they go win eight or nine games this year. You know what? They go win eight or nine this year. You, you really just have to tip your cap to them and say, you know what, Mark Stoops, you've earned the benefit of the doubt. I mean, again, they, 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 have, earned, <clears throat> they have earned the benefit of the doubt in regards to having respect. You know, they're, they're not Vanderbilt. They're, they're not – the Kentucky of old. Kentucky's a real team now that when you play them, it's not, oh, well, you know, how many are we going to win by? It's like, we better make sure we do everything we can to win the football game because they're, they're a good team. Dylan Prothman, I got to be honest with you, my guy, I have no idea what the recruiting rating was at this time last year. Like, literally none. Austin Gregory says he'll be at Carolina Alehouse tomorrow night. Drinks on me. Austin, I'll take a sweet tea or a Coke because I don't know if you knew this, but I don't drink anymore, so... Give me a sweet tea or a Coke, my guy. I would really appreciate it. Uh, and also, Alehouse covers me, though. I'm on the marketing tab, so all good. Austin, can't wait to see you there, though. Can't wait to see you there. Mark Regal says Tennessee is the most important game. At home, 7-6, and six, identical records. They have way more height. Mark, it's a very important game. It's not the most important game. But it's a very important one. I'm not saying it's not important. It's extremely important for SEC East hierarchy and the, you know, I, I feel like South Carolina and Tennessee fans both feel pretty similarly about the trajectories of their programs, right? I think both these programs feel very similarly for sure. Um, so it's an extremely important game. It's an extremely important game. Um, 
I'm expecting it'll be a night game. Of course, it's the week before Clemson. That 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 stretch, man. Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. It's a huge stretch. It's a huge stretch for Gamecocks football. Uh, again, guys, if you're just tuned in, if you're just tuned in, and you're wondering why does Chris look different, we got a new camera, new camera set up. Um, I appreciate you guys rolling with the punches. I, I know the thing. I don't know if y'all see it like refocusing or whatever. Um, I got to figure out how to make it where it doesn't do that. It just stays locked in on me. I'm trying to like not move around and, and uh, make it with the cameras got to refocus. But, uh, either way, yeah, we're upgrading. I appreciate my guy, Phil, for sending over the equipment, man. We got this brand new, uh, this brand new, like 4k camera. I don't know if you guys can tell any difference in the video quality. Uh, hopefully you guys will be able to tell a difference in the content, the clips that we post. Uh, yeah, it, it, I can definitely tell on my end, man. It looks a lot different. <laughs> looks a lot different. So, uh, you guys are probably getting the most crystal clear view of me you've ever seen before. So hopefully that is a uh, a good thing. Let's start the phone lines. Call here. from Dave Garrett. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing very well. Hope you are too. Hope um hope you have a great turnout in Augusta tomorrow. Thank you. Um, since um Uncle Marky Mark done made October the eighth a whole lot more interesting. Uh, how much luck you got from changing your family's wedding to the 15th at all state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. I, I, I think I am, uh, I, I think that's a lost cause, my friend, unfortunately. <laughs> um, now, um, the, the question I had for you is, um, do you know of how many guys that we have on the team that are from Kentucky, if we have any, because I, I know for um for the fans, uh, the Kentucky game just went up in red circles on the calendar. But I was wondering if we had any kids from that area. I'll um, take it off the air, and yeah. like I said, good luck tomorrow. Hey, appreciate you, my man. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm looking at our raw. I don't think we do. I don't think we have a single player from I don't think we've got a single player from Kentucky. I don't think we do. Cuz I'm looking right now. Mm-mm. No. I don't think we got a single player from there. But but again, I I don't you don't need. You don't even need Stoops comments. I don't think you even need Stoops comments to get fired up, right? But he certainly just put a lot of juice in that game. I, and again, it didn't need any more juice. That's the funny part. It didn't need any more juice, right? But certainly it's got an extra dose now. Braddock says, you're coming in 4K, Chris. Great. Love, hey, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Joey Guyton, appreciate you. Yeah, guys, if you're tuned in on YouTube, for sure, um, hit the thumbs up if you don't mind. Hit the subscribe button, please, as well. Draping Costos is best game caught podcast on the internet. Dre. Appreciate the vote of confidence, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ken says, do you think we get Xavier McLeod? I'm going to say yes. It seems like we're trending for him. Uh, and I don't think Freeman of fifth quarter South Carolina, I don't think his blunder will cost us, uh, which I don't know if they even exist anymore. But either way, um, I-, I wish he'd take that pin tweet down. I do. By the way, I- hopefully he's replacing that pin tweet tomorrow with a pinned tweet of him being committed. So, um, I do think we get him though. I think we're trending the right way for him for, just from everything I've heard, everything I've seen. And, uh, it'll be fun to talk to JC Sherbert on Friday on his show. 
Um, we've actually, actually, you know, I say that funny. We got JC on. Oh, he did take it down. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we've actually got JC on tomorrow, right? We've got JC on tomorrow at one one fifteen. Yeah, one fifteen. JC Sherbert will join us. So excited to get his thoughts. I mean, certainly JC Sherbert will have a lot of intel on a lot of intel on. That announcement, Xavier McLeod, where do, where do the Gamecocks stand, right? I'm excited to lean on J.C. a bit for that because, I, I, obviously, J.C. Is, is locked into the recruiting side of things and, you know, he's all over the message boards on the Big Spur and, and doing all that stuff. So, excited to get his thoughts on, on the McLeod stuff. The announcement, I think, what he say, tomorrow at 6.30 is when that announcement. So, we'll be at Carolina Alehouse in Augusta when he makes the announcement. So, Kane Moore says, been a bit since I've been able to join – live but congrats on the new studio chris looks awesome thank you thank you hey this is the this is the setup right now i'll tell you what we need lighting behind us right that's i think that's one thing we do need lighting behind us um this is going to inspire me i've been wanting to get one for a while get a neon neon sign of the logo neon sign of the tsus logo i think that'd be really cool i think that'd be really really cool so maybe that'll inspire me to do it and put it back there instead of just the pictures Let's see. Guys, 843-790-3377. My question, though, AJ, AJ says he returned to Twitter, is, and and I don't know if my guy John Rice is tuned in here, he would know, is Freeman running fifth quarter South Carolina? I just wonder. And I got, by the way, I say all this, I've got no problem with Freeman. Like, literally not. I met the guy in person. He's just a dude, man. He runs his business how he runs his business. If you want to call it a business, I don't know. Um, He runs his page how he runs his page. I would just say that from the business side and his departure from social media, I, I like, and, and I know I've talked to others about this that have asked me my opinion on it. I, I just don't see any way that fifth quarter South Carolina page thrives and flourishes under that name. Like it's they're, they're pretty much just uh, they're pretty much I I, I don't know I, I don't know is the damage irreversible? That fit, you know what I'm saying is the damage. Th- hey, thank goodness at least the DM got taken down. Either way, whatever. That that's just a complete side note. Um, that's a complete side note, side conversation. It's, it, but it, but it's, it's almost kind of fun and interesting to have like, dude, we could, we could have convo about the inner workings of Gamecock social media and the podcast world and, and all that stuff. You know what I mean? On that note, my guy, my guy, Jeff O'Hara, Cox by 90, he announces his, his podcast is returning. He did the whole Michael Jordan return announcement type deal on social media. He's dropping a podcast on Friday, I guess. So, um, I just want to see Jeff's predictions. I, you know, I, 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 he told me August 26th, uh, which will be not this Friday, but next Friday. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what Jeff's got to say, what Cox by 90 has to say, right? I'm intrigued what he has to pick because there aren't many Gamecock personalities or, or entities out there that are willing to make predictions. I mean, I've made my prediction. Who else out there has made a prediction that's like a, I mean, I don't want to, you know, a lot of a lot of us have made predictions, but like, which of the entities you guys know what I'm talking about? Which, what other entities have made picks predictions? Because the Big Spur won't do that, Gamecock Central won't do that, the state won't do that. So I'm waiting on Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, what you got, my guy? What you got? That's the fun in it, bro. If you couldn't make predictions and takes in sports, like it wouldn't be nearly as fun as it is. It wouldn't be nearly as fun. Travi, what's up, my guy? Appreciate you tuning in. Kane Moore says, 
I really only have one question just because I want to beat Clemson just as bad, if not more than most of my fellow Gamecock brothers and sisters. But I know you chose us to beat them. Why? In your opinion, what makes you select us? And if you had a score estimate, what you think? Well, Kane Moore, I've got a score estimate, and I picked uh, 24 to 21. I got the Gamecocks winning that football game. Listen, let me say this, Kane, because there might be a Clemson fan tuned in. There might be a Clemson fan that catches wind of this clip, what have you. But, like, I'm not sitting here saying that if South Carolina beats Clemson, it's not a massive upset. It is. It's a major upset. I mean, Clemson top to bottom, their roster is better than South Carolina's, right? But this is college football we are talking about. When does it ever just go chalk, right? And to say the Gamecocks are due to beat Clemson is is an understatement, right? I think the big thing is this. Now, my pick is under the assumption that South Carolina will be much better on the line of scrimmage. If the offensive line's trash again, they have no chance. They have literally no chance, right? Because I look at that game last year. 30 to nothing beatdown. But if you look at the inner workings of that football game, if South Carolina had competent offensive line play and they had competent quarterback play, I'm not saying they win the ball game, but I picked Clemson to win 23 to 17. I think it's much closer to that type of result than that 30 to nothing blowout that we saw. And for the first time since 2013, guys, guess what? South Carolina has the better quarterback. They, 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 no matter, I don't care if DJU plays. I don't care if Klubnik plays. I don't care who it is. Spencer Rattler will be the best quarterback on the field that night. Bottom line, in the discussion. It'll all come down to line of scrimmage. I think the Gamecocks defense will have enough to keep Clemson in check. I don't think they're going to be some explosive offense this year. Right? A couple of opportunistic turnovers here and there. Again, Nobody's denying that. That O-line's got to play extremely well. Hold their own. Spencer Rattler has one of those nights. I think you have enough weapons. Hey, arguably the best defense in college football. But it's college football, man. Anything can happen. So, Kane, listen, I'm not saying it wouldn't be an upset. I'm not saying that. But I've just had a gut feeling. I'll be honest with you. I've had a gut feeling. I've just had a gut feeling. And I, I know for a lot of you out there and for some, that, that's not a good enough excuse and a good enough reason to pick a team. But it's crazy until it's not. If I would have told you this time last year Carolina was going to beat Florida by 23 points, and I'm, I'm not trying to compare Clemson to Florida, right? Like Clemson's talent dwarfs <clears throat> what Florida has on their roster. It dwarfs it. But I'm just saying that it's crazy until it's not. It's crazy until it happens. Right. And and I don't I don't make it, by the way, I want to make it clear. <clears throat> as you guys know, excuse me, I don't make it a yearly habit to pick Carolina to beat Clemson. Like I, I, I don't wear my my garnet glasses in preseason and just say, well, you know, I'm just gonna pick Carolina to beat Clemson because I hate Clemson. Like I, I've picked Clemson to beat Carolina many times, many, many times, and it'll happen again. Listen, if we get to the week of the game and and, you know, Carolina 6-5, and five, hadn't played good football, well, you know. Then I'll pick Clemson probably to win the game, but just saying. It, it, it's crazy until it's not, man. It's, 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 it's South Carolina beating Clemson right now just feels like a, like a, an undoable thing because we haven't done it in so long. 
Beat them once, and it'll completely change the narrative. That's all I'm saying. Hey, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll be completely wrong, and Clemson wins the game by three touchdowns, and hey, I'll just, I'll eat crow. I'll eat crow, man. I'll eat crow, because what other choice will we have? You got to eat crow when you're wrong. But that's not going to stop me from making a, making a bold pick and, and making a prediction. So, again, the week of the game, if I don't feel like Carolina's in a position to beat Clemson, I won't pick them to do it. My preseason predictions are just that. They're preseason predictions. I'm not, like, stuck with those. Hey, I'm gonna, I might have a different score for week one <clears throat> than I had on my, my predictions I dropped in July. You know? But that, those are my predictions at that time. Now, it probably won't be much different. And I don't know what could really change. Again, we sit here, what, 17 days? Yeah, 17 days from kickoff. I mean, my prediction won't change a ton, right? Like, I've pretty much already got, like, a score in my head and how I feel that game is going to go. But it can change. It's subject to change, right, as we go week to week to week. Uh, Anyways, guys, I want to continue to hear from you. Questions, comments, calls. Let's see. AJ says, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think their defense is overrated this year with no Brent Venables, that they'll have some mess-ups this year and won't be the same as they used to be. You know, losing Venables, <clears throat> that's going to be really interesting to see how that affects them. I will still say that they're, they're – I mean, I, I think, AJ, would you agree they're the best defense we'll play all year? I think that's the best defense. I mean, they, they, they literally might have the best defense in college football. So, you know, I hate them, but you, you have to give them that credit. I mean, they, they've got they got three All Americans on the defensive line. Like, like they, they 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 are they are they got some legit dudes on defense, right? Travi minus twelve against Georgia State. That is correct, sir. That is correct. Yes. What are you taking, Travi? You, you taking the minus twelve? Hunter Johnson says he disagrees. Hunter, who, who's your best defense in college football? Then is it still Georgia? It's got to be one of those two, right? Who else is it? And yeah, to Chris Miller's point, again, we're splitting hairs. Clemson's got a top five defense in the country at worst. I mean, they, 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 guys, they have a good defense. Like, that's listen, I, I I hate I hate Clemson. Their defense is a top five defense. That that's not a hot take. That's a very reasonable take. They they have recruited an extremely high level. They've got hella players, hella great players. Okay, overall defense, Bama. Fair enough. But Clemson's a top five defense. That's all I'm saying. They're a top five defense. Um, guys, today's podcast, really good one, as we continued the position unit preview series, right? Talking Gamecocks wide receivers. And as we do with each position unit preview, I did my best overall, most approved, season will be successful, lift, great, all that good stuff. Antoine Wells Jr., man, this dude's got a lot of hype. This dude has gotten a ton of hype. I'm not sure... Outside of Spencer Rattler, there's been an offensive player who's gotten more hype than Antoine Wells Jr. Let me say that I'm I'm very excited to see what he does this year. I also look at it as a question mark. Coming from James Madison, coming from the FCS level. Now, God was a record setter at that level, right? 15 touchdowns last year. Set all kinds of records for them. How does he adjust to the SEC speed? There's some out there that think he's even better than Josh Van already. Phil Steele's out here putting him on a preseason all-conference team. 
I'm just saying, I'm excited to see Wells. I'm very excited to see Wells. But just wonder what type of impact, what type of big-time player he'll be this year. My guy Phil giving me uh, feedback in the Big Cock Club Discord regarding the camera refocusing and all that. Phil, I, I don't even know if this if it's that the, the desk is moving. I think it's because I'm moving, right? I think it's because I'm moving because the desk isn't moving. There, it, now it just moved because I just hit it. I don't know. Our audience does not seem to care though. They're more so focused on the fact that. I don't know. DGD says, welcome to having a DLSR camera. You know, it's just crazy, though, man. I've been using the... Hold on, Lance Player says, you said Seawells. When did I say Seawells? Phil, I I genuinely, Phil, thought both the cameras were exactly the same. So, I guess this one is not. I guess this one's the Nexigo. So, maybe I am using a autofocus 60 FPS 1080p. So maybe maybe I'm not using that camera. I mean, I've got the other one, obviously. We're, we're going to be playing around with this. Um, we're going to be playing around with this. Anyways, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Yeah, okay, Lance, I did say Seawells then. Yeah, dude, it's you know what it is? It's like I'm trying to read all these comments. I'm trying to read the Big Cock Club comments, and I'm trying to process things in my head. So sometimes the words come out faster than uh, – so sometimes my lips move quicker than my brain can think. So I try not to do that, but uh, sometimes it just happens, my guy. But, yes, Seawells will be popping. Uh, probably this weekend I will drop a hype video getting everybody ready for Seawells for those who maybe are not. Um, yeah, so for those who not are, are not aware of Seawells and our tailgate and all that good stuff, I will uh, – yeah, I, I will be putting a video out this weekend to hype it up and everything. Randy Slapdick Vaughn says, my question is, are you getting the help you need for your delusions of the Dirt Pickers? Randy, who is your team, my friend? Who is your team? And how long have you been a slapdick? And are you seeing any counseling for that to, to resolve that issue? Pressing questions, pressing issues here on a Wednesday. We, we all got issues, don't we, don't we, Randy? Hunter Johnson says, I think there's so much talent out wide that it's going to depend on who is being schemed against for other receivers to go off. Depends on the matchup. Hunter, I've got the receivers graded at a B minus, which might irritate you and some others. I I still, I got to be honest with you. I I still have question marks about the receiver position. I do. I still have question marks regarding the receivers. I'm not saying there's not talent in the room, but it's sort of similar to to the running back position where it's like you added guys, but who's proven? Who's proven in the room, Hunter? Like, who's truly proven at the SEC level? Josh Van, right? He's back at 670 or whatever yards a season ago. Dude, outside of that, outside of Josh Van, your leading returning wide receiver in regards to yards was to carry on Joyner. He had like 220 yards. Now, here's the wild card when it comes to receivers. How much better 
the Spencer Rattler make the group? That that that's really to me is something that's so intriguing. Did we really see the full potential of some guys last year when you had that mess that was the quarterback position? The addition of Spencer Rattler. Now you got somebody in the center who can get him the football, who can really stretch the field, get it to him downfield, can make all the throws. How much does that improve that room? Do we see guys like Jalen Brooks, Dak Joyner, Xavier Leggett, Amarian Brown, do we see them play their best football? Do we really see the true potential of guys like Corey Rucker, Antoine Wells? And do we see the best version of Josh Van? Is he maybe a guy? Maybe he hits the 1,000-yard mark. That's the wild card. How much of a difference does the addition of Spencer Rattler how much of a difference does it make? How much better does he alone make that wide receiver room? Guys, we're continuing to talk Gamecocks football, everything else, taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Again, appreciate you guys rocking and rolling with the punches as we continue to play around with a new setup, new camera. Uh, over the next couple of days, things might look a little different here and there. Going to play around with some different cameras, some different setups, play around with the Zoom. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Tommy Wallace says, is it a positive or negative that Coach Beamer's already said who the starting defensive backs are going to be? Tommy, I think it's – I don't think it's either. I mean, I think that – I mean, Tommy, are you surprised? I mean, I, I don't think – we all – I mean, we all knew or at least figured that Cam Smith, Darius Rush, Marcellus Dial, R.J. Roderick, Devonnie Reed, like, those aren't surprises. You know what I mean? So – it doesn't bother me that he already said. Um, I mean, certainly things can change. Guys can win jobs in practice, all that good stuff. But I, I think those guys were – I think they were expected to be starters, right? Ron, are you having trouble with sound? Is anybody else having trouble with sound? I don't think so. I don't think anybody is. Rebecca, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um By the way, guys, my guy Brendan M. asked a question in the Big Cock Club Discord about the Florida game. And I'll say this, over the next couple of days, I'm actually putting together the full watch party schedule at our Carolina Alehouse locations for the 2022 football season. I was wondering, I was like, should we have like a reveal party of like where we're going? <laughs> is, that, is that doing too much? Is that doing too much? It might be. That might be doing a little bit too much. Um, but, but I will say, I'm excited, or, or do you guys just want to know? Because I've kind of got it in my head of where I think we're going for each game. I, I, there, there are locations that just make sense for each game, but I, I, these are not 100%. So I almost don't want to say anything. I almost don't want to say anything. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything. So, I don't know. A.J. Bauer says, do you think the guy from NC State starts? Terrell Dawkins, or maybe he runs with the twos. Um, I think he probably runs with the twos right now. I, I, would, I would project, and of course, when we talk D-line next week, I'll talk about this more in depth. Um, I'd probably say you've got Birch and Strawn on the ends that'll be starting. 
So I think he's Dawkins is probably with the twos, but you know, we're talking about a guy that led the ACC for freshmen in, uh, in sacks in 2020. And I know 2020 was a weird year, but if he can get back to that form, man, be huge. Be a huge plus. Huge plus. Um, let's see. Travi. He's got 35 to 17 beating Georgia State. Georgia State scores a late touchdown to make it even closer. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat, Travi. I, I mean, I just say this. I was talking to my guy last night, talking to one of my good buddies, and uh, I'd say a 17-point win or more would be would be a success. I, like, I, I'd be I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with a 17-point or more win. I mean, I, I, I had in the preseason 34 to 14. That was my prediction over the summer. I'm thinking somewhere around that, maybe a 31 to 31 to 13, thir, you know, 31 to 14, something like that. Something like that, I, I think around that score. I, I will say this. I do think the Gamecocks cover the 12. I, I do. I think they cover the 12. I, I, I thought, you know, earlier in the summer, I, I thought it was going to be like an 18 or a 19 point spread. And maybe that was disrespectful. Maybe I should have given more respect to, to, um, to Georgia State. But, you know, that's just what I thought it was going to be at. And, listen, I, I, you know, Georgia State had, what, like 16 guys, something crazy on the preseason all-conference team. So they've got good players. But I, I, my question about that game, and, again, we'll talk much, much more about that game the week of, right? My question is this. I just, how is Georgia State going to account for all of our athletes? How? Who's going to cover Jaheim Bell? Who's going to cover Josh Van? Who's going to cover Antoine Wells? Who's going to cover Corey Rucker? Who's going to cover Stog? Like at, at some point, right? I think it's going to be a very close game early. But at some point, I, I think the athletes will shine. Now, again, though, on the flip side, a lot of intriguing storylines in this one. This is a Georgia State team. They will not be intimidated by Willie B. They won't be intimidated by LED lights, right? They've gone into Auburn and damn near beaten the Tigers last year. They've gone into Neyland and won a game. So, Sean Elliott, I think, will have his team ready to play. There will be a lot of emotions for him in that one. Of course, Coach Elliott joined us on the airwaves. There will be a lot, a lot of emotions flying around, especially on that sideline. You know, Jamias Williams plays his old team. Jordan Strong plays his old team. A.J. Bowers says, who's going to stop Lloyd from making guys miss? A lot of questions. AJ, I, 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 you're correct. I, I need to see Lloyd do it. I, I got to see Lloyd do it. Uh, he, he had trouble making EIU guys miss last year. So I, I'm not saying he can't, but I'm thinking in the passing game is where you're really going to expose them. Because unfortunately, Lloyd needs help from his offensive line. And I don't know what his offensive line is going to do in that ballgame. Um, but in the passing game, I mean, if, if Rattler has any sort of time, I, I just, who is going to stop those weapons on the outside? Um, Again, we talked running backs a couple days ago. I, I'm excited for Lloyd. I, I don't think anybody's going to hit 1,000 yards, but I, I am excited for Marshawn Lloyd. I, I, and, I, and I'm pulling for him so hard, man. He's a guy – how can you not – how can you not pull for him? Going through the injury and, um, you know, seeing the recovery last week. By the way, guys, it is Wednesday. 
It is Wednesday. Welcome home. South kind of football will air tonight on ESPNU. Um, in case you do not have ESPNU, join the Big Cock Club. Our guys in the Big Cock Club will be running it through our BCC Hangout channel. Tune in there. Somebody texts in, Chris, do you think Beamer will have a response to Mark Stoops' shot at him? This is coming from our guy, Travis Allen. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't think he will. That's really all I got on it. I, I just don't think he will. Um, here we go. Jeff Gulledge. Jeff, appreciate you, my friend. He texts and says, we have way too many question marks on the team. One could say every position outside of tight end. Which could be a good thing or a bad thing for us. Still feel like we, were, we will split games between Arkansas and Georgia and win at least two out of four between Kentucky, Mizzou, Florida, and Tennessee. I'm ready to see this team hit the field and start answering some of those questions. Jeff, absolutely. I mean, the only way you're going to get answers to some of these questions is them taking the field. That's it. That's it. The interesting thing about this team is, as we hit 1 o'clock here and go into our second hour here in the Daily Crow, the interesting thing about this team is this. The ceiling is high. I, I really do believe so. The ceiling's high with this team. But the floor is also sort of scary low. Because there are question marks. Like, everything, every reason for optimism you have, I could almost answer it with a question. And I'm not saying that every football team does not have question marks, but there's a lot of teams that their question marks are much more resolved, you could say. Like, they have more answers than questions. I think this team's got more questions than answers. Especially on the offensive side. Right? Spencer Rattler, high expectations. I think highly of him. Think he'll have a great year. What if he's the guy that the haters and the doubters say he is? Running back position, right? You feel good about Beal Smith, led Wake Forest in rushing last year? We think Marshawn Lloyd's going to have a great, but what if he doesn't? What if Velocier Carroll, there's a reason Georgia moved into DB? What if, what if Juju's just kind of an okay player? What if Beal Smith, just, you know, just okay? The, the losses of Harris and White hurt more than we think. What if the O-line's trash again, guys? What if the O-line's just not very good? What if Wells and Rucker aren't able to adjust to the speed of the SEC the way we hope? What if Brooks, Leggett, Brown, and Joyner, what if nobody in that group, what if they're just all kind of just what they've been? Role guys, not really big explosive targets, no, nobody really ready to emerge. And then what if Marcus Satterfield's not a very good OC like many of you think? It's surprising to me when it comes to the offense, the lack of Satterfield chatter. I, I don't know if maybe I've just, I've talked those people off of this show. I don't know. I'm surprised though there's not more Satterfield chatter. I don't put all the blame on him last year, but I think it was 50-50. I don't think personnel was great, but I think it was some of him too. So there's just a lot of questions. And as I've told you all before, I think it's unrealistic to say that all of the questions go negative. You know, like all of them don't work out. That's, that's too bold. Some things will work out. You know, you, I could do that exact what-if game on the flip side. What if everybody balls out and has a great year? What if everybody, what if everybody lives up to expectations or even exceed expectations? Like, it's possible, right? But that's why I say something in the middle is, I think, where we'll fall. 
you know, some things are going to work out better than we expect. Some things are going to work out worse than we expect. The truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, which is why you're seeing so many people pick seven and five. Because seven and five says, this is an improved football team. They're much better than they were a season ago. They're not great. They're not terrible. They're kind of right in the middle. It's the battle of attrition in the SEC, as my good friend Jake Crane referenced last week. South Carolina's best game, I think, really, truly, I think South Carolina's A-plus game this year is good enough to beat Georgia. It's good enough to beat A&M. It's good enough to beat Clemson. But how bad is South Carolina's worst game? Is it bad enough to lose to Mizzou? Is it bad enough to get upset at Vandy? Is it bad enough to have a tight ball game with Georgia State? That's the thing. And you just can't expect, you can't expect, I think when fans, a lot of fans, that the downfall is, a lot of fans, when they make predictions, they are predicting, they are predicting a game where South Carolina plays their A-plus game. And as much as I want them to do so, we all want them to do so, realistically, you're not going to play your A-plus game every week, right? The difference in South Carolina and, say, Georgia or Alabama, and, and we're far from the only team with this issue, right? But the difference is when Georgia plays their B-minus game, their C-plus game, they have so much damn talent, they get away with it. Their C-plus game is still good enough most of the time, you know? If South Carolina wants to beat a Georgia, an A&M, or a Clemson, they got to play a perfect game. They damn near got to play a perfect game and hope that team they're playing doesn't play a perfect game. Because, guys, I'll tell you this, week three against Georgia, I don't give a damn how good South Carolina plays. If Georgia's clicking and they play a perfect game themselves, won't really matter how we play. <laughs> it won't, just won't matter because they've just got better players top to bottom. That's not debatable. It's the truth. So, um, that's why I kind of think it's it's just it's unrealistic to expect like South Carolina is just going to go out there and play flawless football weekly. You know, we're not at that point yet, and that's okay. But and most teams aren't, right? We're not the only one. But that's why you're seeing a lot of seven and five picks. That's why ten and two is ridiculous. I, just to be honest, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ten and two is ridiculous. Eleven and one's ridiculous. Our guy, I forget his name, who was on the show a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever. It's just ridiculous. Really, you, it's, it's so easy to sit there and slap dick it up and say, oh, 10 and 2, just throw out the pick. Sit down and really understand what you're saying. Sit down and really grasp how good of a football team you have to be to go 10 and 2 in the SEC. Like, like, Really try to wrap your brain around it. Tommy Wallace, what's the bigger concern, he says? Coach Satterfield's production as OC or the production of all the transfers and expectations of the older players? You know, probably Satterfield. Probably Sat. Because... These guys you've added, they have shown flashes of being big-time players. I mean, even, even the Wells and Rutgers of the world. Maybe it wasn't at the SEC level, but they've done it. They've done it before, right? It's not like they, they, they have the talent. 
can sat put them in the best possible position to be successful? A.J. Bowers, nobody knows how good or bad this team is until they hit the field and D, but A.J., we still do our damnest to make some predictions, my guy. I, I would not want to live, I would not want to live in a world where you couldn't make picks and predictions. That, like, that to me is what makes football what it is. Talking season. Talking season's what makes it fun. That, that's what literally makes it different than any other sport. We spend more time dissecting, breaking down, and talking about it than we do watching the actual on-field play. That's what's wild. But we love it. We lo- the beauty is truly in the banter. Tyler Noel, what's your definition of the floor win total-wise? What's the, your definition of the floor win total-wise? There we go. All the upgrades, quote-unquote, we have to me, 6-6 six and six, is a failed season. Harsh to say, but it's true. Okay, Tyler, this is, this is I'm glad you bring this up. My floor... So, worst-case scenario, I will say this. Assuming everyone stays healthy, my worst case is 6-6. Six and six. I just don't see how this team misses a bowl game with Spencer Rattler at quarterback. Just with, At a 6-6 six and six record, you beat Georgia State, South Carolina State, and Charlotte. You beat Vanderbilt. You beat Mizzou. And then let's say you beat Florida. I don't know. Maybe you beat Kentucky. I don't know. Right, maybe you upset Tennessee somehow. There's your six. To me, everybody stays healthy. Six and six is worst case. My best case is eight and four. Like maybe you can convince me nine and three. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can convince me nine and three. I just think realistically, though, at nine and three again, you are saying. South Carolina won all of its swing games. Won them all. I don't think it's realistic to say five and seven and say they lose all their swing games. I don't think it's realistic to say nine and three and they won all their swing games. I think it's in the middle somewhere. I've picked eight and four. I think realistic best case. This isn't a scenario of, well, 12 and 0 is the best case technically. We played 12. Realistic best case. Eight and four. Now, you say six and six is a failed season. <sighs> That's interesting, right? I, I, you know, I, listen, I'm, I am not going to come down on the Gamecock fan for being disappointed or upset. I mean, listen, I'm not going to be happy with six and six. I'm not going to be thrilled with it. To call it a failed season, I... It, that does feel a little harsh. It's a little harsh. It'd be a disappointing season, Tyler. It'd be disappointing. I think failed season is too harsh. Less than six and six, obviously, massive failure. Six and six would be disappointing. A lot of it, though, will depend on context. A lot of it will depend on how you won the six and how you lost the six. It's a lot of a lot of things it will be dependent on. But again, I, I will not come down on anybody for saying, man, I, I'm just if we go six and six, I, I'm not gonna come down on anybody. I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed. 
Akituan, I totally respect your perspective, my guy. He says nine and three. Hey, listen, I respect it. And I hope you're right. I respect your perspective. Doesn't mean we have to agree. I can disagree while also respecting it. Let's jump to the phone. Call from here. Robbie Davis, a.k.a. Kirk Street. Six. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? What is up? It looks like the bottom's fixing to fall out over here, bro. I'm just saying. It looks like the rain's about to come down, son. I hear you. But, man. um, I, 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 here's why I would not see a six and six season as a failure, though, okay? Even though, yes, we have since Rattler. Here's why I would not see a six and six season as a failure, okay? Because if you win six, you're going to a bowl game, okay? And if we get to the bowl game and win the bowl game, that's a that's seven wins. So that means in two years, Beamer has won 14 games total. Okay? Do I see us going 6-6? Six six? No. I already gave you my prediction. I think we'll be eight and I think we go eight and four. At at worst, seven and five. At best, eight and four. At worst, seven and five. Either way, it is a great. It's a positive trajectory, whether we go eight and four or seven and five. Do you agree or disagree? I mean, Robbie, you literally know my prediction game for game for game. So yeah, I've, I've got uh, I've got eight and four. I, you know, I, I think this is a seven and five or eight and four team for sure. Um, yeah. Again, again, I'll, I'll just say this: I will not come down on a Gamecock fan for being disappointed. In six and six, because and you know the transitive property doesn't work in football. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 being patient, right? Like as long as you're making bowl games every year, I think these first five years are really just about building out your roster, recruiting at the highest level you absolutely can, and and doing that, right? Like we're right. we're not winning an SEC championship this year, which is the bottom line and, and really what's important. But I, I will right. say this: this is not a typical year too. When you got a guy like Spencer Rattler and you add the players you've added. This is just not a typical year two. Um, and it just right. and I and I will say this. I will say this, right? I love Shane Beamer. Love him to death. He's not immune to criticism. He's not immune to the to the shots that come from being in the position he's in. I'll just say this. It it, it will just really feel like a missed opportunity if you go six and six, like, like you, you, I understand, like, I, I listen, I, I'll make every, I, agree. I, I, I'll, I'll make every excuse in the world for, and, and they're all, they're not even excuses. They're just legitimate things that, you know, the, the state right. of Carolina football and your year two of building a program, but it's like, man, it would be a damn shame to go six and six with the most, at least on paper, if you go by what the recruiting services say, which I know many, if not most, if not all of the people tuned into this show do, the most talented quarterback ever stepped foot on campus and you go six and six with him. That, that, that That's just going to be tough. Because here's the thing, Robbie. Right. I mean, it's looking way too far ahead, and I could be totally wrong, but when you look at – I've looked ahead of next year, and you look at the roster, and you look at the – 
the way the roster shakes out for next year, mm-hmm. I, I mean, dude, I, I think we're a much better team this year than we're going to be next year. I, I, there, there will be just as enough, just as much, if not many, 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 many more questions next season as there are this season. So it's like, man, you just you really would like to take advantage. Take advantage of all these guys you've added. You know, I'm not sitting here saying if you go six and six, well, Beamer's not the guy, get rid of him. This thing's a long haul for sure. I mean, this this thing is is we're just getting started. But man, it's like, dude, you, you'd like to take advantage. I mean, you, right. you, who hey, South Carolina has never signed a five star quarterback in the history of their program. Who knows when they'll get another one? So Exactly. Yeah, I, it, it is. It, it just it'd be a shame if you didn't get more than a six win season out of it. I, um, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll tell you this. When I go, when I go to the game against South Carolina State, regard regardless of what happens or how often Spencer Rattler plays in that game, if he plays at all, I don't care how that he will. But if he does play in said game against South Carolina State, I'm gonna sit back and enjoy it because, like you just said. We've never experienced this caliber of a quarterback under center at South Carolina ever in our history. That's a fact. I mean, again, if you go off the recruiting ratings, that's a fact, yes. I mean, we've never – we've literally never – Gunnar Stockton was the first time we ever had a five-star quarterback committed to us, much less signed. So – um, and then he decided to go to Georgia for some stupid reason. Yeah. So. He's not even going to probably get playing time at Georgia anyway. Probably not. Anywho, I, you know, and, and, and to the whole thing that, that, that Stoops said, honestly, what I would do, okay, after we kick Kentucky's ass, okay, I would shake his hand like a man, and I would just be like, you think I'm joking now? Hmm? Look at the scoreboard. That's what I'd say. Because I am telling you, and I have said this numerous times, and I will say it until I'm blue in the face, like a dadgum smirk, okay? Like a dadgum smirk. Is building, is Beamer is building a culture I don't give a I don't give a damn what Stoops said. He's building a culture that not only this school can be proud of, but the fans can be proud of. I watched a video recently, and it daggone made me want to run through a brick wall, Chris. It made me want to suit up for him, to be honest with you. Because of what he did in the video that I watched, and I'm telling you. He is building a program that this school can be proud of. And he's doing and I do and I truly believe he's doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean I I've been saying this on all of my uh my tour stops or whatever on the the alehouse thing. I don't know if Shane Beamer is gonna win an SEC championship at South Carolina. I don't know if he's going to win a national championship at South Carolina. But I will mm-hmm. say with confidence that I do believe South Carolina football will be better off because he right. was the head coach at USC. Right. And, and that's he and that's and that's it better than he got than better than he got here. Mm-hmm. 
it'll be in a better place when he if he if he when and if he leaves. It'll be in a better place when he leaves than it was when he got here. Because whenever he got here, this program was in the shitter. Okay, the the football program was absolutely one hundred percent in the shitter. And I truly believe we will be better off whenever he's done here than when he than when he got here. But uh, yeah, that that that's that's that, that's just that's just that's gonna have to be what's gonna happen. And I think that's I think that's I really do think that's what he's doing. He's He's showing that hey, we've been we've been a pretty darn good football team before. Whenever I was here, and I'm gonna prove it again. Just sit back and enjoy it this year, man. That's like, and I'm, I'm gonna do it no matter what game I go to this year, aside from the from the South Carolina State game. I'm going to enjoy every single second of it. Like I said a couple weeks ago, we only have seven home games and 12 in total. So enjoy every single second of it, regardless of what happens. Thomas Walker says we have to get a let's fucking go from Robbie before the season starts at some point. Oh, you'll probably get one the week of Clemson. I'm just letting you know that. Right no, he now. said before the season starts. Before, before the before, season starts? Before Georgia okay, State. Probably, okay. All right, all right. The it. internet all will right. break. You know the internet will break. You know what? Screw it. Fuck Clemson. There he is. I'll ask God for forgiveness later. Fuck him. I'll I'll take I'll I'll take that I'll take that I'll take that that that, that works for me. <clears throat> oh Lord! All right, man. You have a great rest of your day, and if it looks cloudy over there, you find me. I appreciate it, Robbie. It looks like the bottom's fixing to fall out over here. Robbie, good stuff as always, my guy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you too, man. You have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff as always from Robbie Davis, folks. We are rocking and rolling here on a Wednesday. John Gibbs, is it possible to get a black flag, garnet writing on Beamer Rattler 22? Yes, yes, John. You can order a custom flag on our store, tsus.store. Go to flags. You can click the link that says custom flag. You can get any color, any logo we have. So, yes, if you wanted a black Beamer Rattler flag, Yes, you can get that. You can get Garnet. You can get whatever you like, my guy. You can get whatever you like. So, order away, my dude. Order away. And go ahead and order now, because I tell you, kickoff's just around the corner. And August the 25th, so basically a week from now, if you don't order by then, I, I can't guarantee by kickoff. I can't guarantee by kickoff delivery. So, 
Luke RJ in the Big Cock Club Discord asked, what were you saying about Beamer, Chris? Luke RJ. I'll tell you what I was saying about Beamer, and I'll get back to that on the other side of the break. Continue to take your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side of the break, guys. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. New camera. Who this? New camera. Who this? Looking, looking a little sharper than normal, folks, here on a, uh, on a Wednesday. Appreciate you all tuning in. Let, let's entertain this comment just for fun. Chandler Butler says, Bro, Beamer's building a climate, not a culture. I hate to say it. But you know it's true. Coming in, just having a good time with the kids, not making or building culture a priority. It will show, unfortunately. Chandler, let's say that you weren't a slap dick and you really had, like, what are your, what, what's your reasoning backing it up? And I will wait. Hey, you're welcome to call into the show, 843-790-3377. What do you see? Are you in the facility? Are you in the building? Do you talk to players? Do you talk to coaches? Because you don't know. Like you just don't. Like there's nothing that you. There's no intel that you, Chandler Butler, on YouTube could have that that you could know. There's no intel that you have. So you're just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks. I mean, I just, what, what, what do you have to back that up with, you know? Anyways, guys, hey, if you're not subscribed, by the way, to the uh, the Daily Crow podcast, be sure you do that. Guys, if you ever miss conversations, we have interviews, all that good stuff. Um, you can go back and listen to the podcast form of this show. Those tune into the podcast form right now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, take five seconds and leave a five-star review. Uh, it helps boost up the Daily Crow podcast, helps boost up all of our podcasts. Hey, if you haven't left a five-star review for the Spurs Up show, if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. we are there. Uh, again, continue to take your questions, comments, calls. The podcast did drop this morning for TSUS, like I said. Uh, continuing the position unit preview series, talking Gamecocks wide receivers going into the season. Also, we talked the opening line for USC Georgia State. Uh, Mark Stoops' comments about Shane Beamer. And then, of course, Tim Hill joined us for a fantastic conversation. Really appreciate Tim taking the time uh, to chat about his career in media, also his thoughts on Gamecocks football going into the season. AJ Bauer says, Chandler's inside info. Just quote, trust me, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, John Edward, I, I I still gotta check on your order, my guy. I, I don't understand how that T-shirt could be taking a week to get there. I don't know if UPS is incorrect, but uh, our stuff generally does not take a week to get to the location. So I don't know exactly what could be going on. Um, I have not had these issues with anybody else. I don't know. Yeah, UPS shipping. I don't know. 
Yeah, it says Tuesday, August 23rd. I don't that, that seems weird though because the package John Edward is literally in North Carolina. Like it's not that far away. So I I, I just stay I I'd stay checking that John Edward. I I've got a feeling it's going to get there before the 23rd. I I I really do. So yeah, John Edward, there's nothing to get back to you all, my guy. You just you just continue to check on the shipping. Uh, you will get your order when it gets there. I have no control over that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I would expect it will be there before then. That's just that's just my guess. And when it gets there, it gets there, my guy. Hey, here's the, here's the point. John Edward, you're going to have it before kickoff. That's really what matters. Um, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, so back to what I was saying, I, I know that uh, – and I appreciate my guy, Bad Brad, giving his feedback on the camera. You guys are giving the positive reviews. Appreciate that. Lou Garjay says, what were you saying about Beamer? Now, what I was, what I was saying about Beamer is, you know, I, I've been saying this at all of my, my TSUS tour stops at all of our Carolina Alehouse locations at this point. And, you know, because everybody wants to know, Chris, like, you know, how, how do you really feel about Shane Beamer? And how, how are you feeling about the future of the program? You know, is, is he going to win a national title? Is he going to win an SEC title? Like, how long is he going to be here? And I'll just say this. There are a lot of things. There's a lot of different factors that go into, you know, winning an SEC championship, winning a national championship. You can do everything right. You can do everything right, right, on the recruiting side, culture side. But at the end of the day, players play the games. And if they don't execute, you're not going to win many games, right? So, I mean, it, there's, 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 you need some good fortune to find you as well. Look at Georgia. Look at Georgia. How long it took them to win a second national championship. It's crazy when you think about it. But I can say this confidently about Shane Beamer. I don't know, again, if he's going to win an SEC title. I don't know if he's going to win a national title. But what I can say confidently about Shane Beamer, above all else, is this. South Carolina football will have been better off because he was our head coach. I think he will leave Gamecock football in a place that is, it goes without saying, so much better than he found it. And this program will feel the positive effects of him being head football coach for years, maybe even decades to come after he is here. Because, guys, guess what? Shane Beamer might not be the guy to win the SEC or win the national title. But he might be the guy that gets us to the guy. Does that make sense? And I think that's saying a lot, man. There's a lot of coaches that just, we've seen it at South Carolina, just dip out, leave the program in shambles. Hell, we're, we're recovering from it right now. Leave the program in disarray. I feel confident in saying that Shane Beamer, we are going to say, you know what, we're better off because he was our head football coach. And that, to me, is saying something. Now, that's not putting any limiting beliefs or limiting expectations. There's no reason why they he can't put us in a position to have unprecedented success. But I'm just saying, if nothing else, I feel confident in saying this program, this university is better off because he is our football coach. Again, there's nothing wrong with if Beamer's the guy to get us to that, that next dude. I think this is actually a great test for USC football. Really, I truly do. And, and I would say this too, guys. I wouldn't put Shane Beamer's name on merchandise if I didn't believe in him. It, it, I, I promise you it's not just a cash grab. Or if it was, guys, I wouldn't rock the merch myself. You know, if, if I didn't believe in him, right? I'm a believer in Shane Beamer. I am. 
I am. I think he's 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 a guy that I, I look at Beamer as he's one of us. You know what I mean? He's one of us. He's actively a fan of USC while also being the head coach. He's going to put the best interest of South Carolina football ahead of his own. And he's going to do everything he can, give it his best effort to get us to the level we all want to be at, you know? So with that, I, I you know, I, I do feel confident. I think they're doing everything right now right on the recruiting trail. You know, had a, you know, a, a very, very solid year one when the expectations were astronomically low, right? They overachieved. They kept that football team together, fought through adversity, you know, got to a bowl game and then won the bowl game in, in, in emphatic fashion. So um, it's funny because right now it feels like we're almost in like the honeymoon phase 2.0. You know what I mean? We're in the honeymoon phase 2.0 because – and I don't want to say that this is going to happen this year, but like we've had one season and it was an overachieving, fantastic year. You know, we won our last game. So we still have all those warm and fuzzy feelings that, you know, we had when he was first hired over the preseason last year. So it's interesting. It's just interesting where we are. I'm, I'm excited, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm freaking pumped. I'm as you should be, as we all should be. I'm excited to watch Welcome Home South Carolina football tonight on ESPNU. I'm excited for it all. I'm as excited as I've ever been making content around South Carolina. I mean, I mean, really, that's you know, that's why I tell people, man, we're just getting started. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, hell, this is only year two of Beamer. I feel like my business is almost just beginning in a sense, truly. And it's fun that I feel like TSUS. The Daily Crow, myself as a human being and a content creator, like we're all kind of growing with Shane Beamer and with this program, if you will. We're all sort of growing together, right? That's a lot of fun. That's really, really cool. So, um, I'm pumped, man. I mean, I'm pumped for the season. A lot of unknowns, a lot of question marks, but I mean, again, that's what that's what makes it a blast. Taking your questions, comments, calls, guys. 843-790-3377. My guy, uh, Travis Allen's just going through it, man. Apparently he's in Facebook jail. How do you get in Facebook jail, by the way? How does that happen? How do you get into Facebook jail? Anybody know? Because I, I I have no idea. I literally have no idea. John Edwards says he's pumped up. Lynn Turner says South Carolina football was better the first time he was here, and I personally hope he's a lifer this time. Recruiting's already better. He knows the big nasties are the basis for success. Indeed. Hey. Indeed. He knows it. Um... You got to have those big uglies up front. He understands that. Travis Lee, you're doing a 30-day stint. How, how do you get into Facebook jail? How does that happen? Tough scene, tough scene. <laughs> really tough scene. 
And guys, check out the podcast that dropped this morning. We got content bleeding out the eyeballs today, by the way. Content bleeding out the eyeballs. We're just getting started with our content regarding the wide receivers. Um, Again, man, I know everybody's fired up for Antoine Wells. I'm fired up too. But doesn't it feel like Josh Van is just sort of the forgotten guy? Like, I think people forget how good he was last year. People forget that he had almost 700 yards receiving. With a quarterback room that was abysmal. I mean, let's call it for what it is. It was abysmal. We didn't know on a week-in, week-out basis who was playing. And Josh Van still found a way to be one of, I think, one of the most explosive downfield threats in the league. I know we're all excited because Antoine Wells is the shiny new toy and, you know, oh, he did this at James Madison. That I, I'm just saying, let's make sure we put the proper respect on a guy like Josh Van. I'm so excited to see what he can do this year in his, what I think is his money year, right? His money year with a guy like Spencer Rattler throwing him the football. I think it's 1A, 1B when it comes to Wells and Van. Hey, who has more receiving yards? Who has more touchdowns? We can debate that all you want. I'm just saying, though, that I feel like Josh Van has become sort of the forgotten guy because of all these pieces you've added. It's like, well, what about this guy? What about Josh Van, former four-star prospect, guy who came on the scene a year ago? Justin Stepp, and that's another key factor for this room, Justin Stepp did wonders with this room last year. For what you had back last year, he did wonders. And that's something else that drives a lot of confidence for me this year is that you have Justin Stepp coaching wide receivers. One of the best receiver coaches, one of the best assistant coaches in college football. Does a fantastic job in recruiting. Known amongst, you know, his peers as a fantastic developer. Relates to his players. Very, very happy he's on the Gamecock staff. So, I, I just think, again, I mean, I've seen even, like, Antoine Wells put on a preseason all-conference list, and I'm happy for him. I'm great, but, like, where's Josh Van? Where's Josh Van? Let's make sure we put respect on his name. That's all I'm saying. I like, dude, and, that, again, that, that what I just said is in no way meant as a shot at Antoine Wells. Not at all. Quite the opposite. I love Antoine Wells. I just think that it's like, man, like, let's not forget that Josh Van's a pretty bad dude, too. You know what I mean? Let's not forget he's a pretty bad dude, too. Looks like the Muschamp Hackers have hit the YouTube chat. And I feel like that's a that's a sign and a good time to jump to our final break, guys. 843-790-3377. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. Final 15 minutes or so here on the Daily Crow. I love how we have the 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 spam comments or whatever. And everybody's like, Must Champ Hackers, get out of here. This is the Daily Crow, not this, blah, blah, blah. And then we got Panic Ritter in the chat that just says, She's back. I'm single. <laughs> like Ritter, the sh- shooters shoot, Ritter. Shooters shoot. Shooters do indeed shoot. Hey, how about uh, the Panthers and Patriots getting in a brawl at practice? How about that? All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Braden. Braden, what's up, man? How are you? 
Yo, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Um, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to talk about a little bit about what you were talking about earlier, I think, with Rodney, about what was 6-6 six and six was a disappointing season or not. And I kind of think I look at it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So 6-6, six and six, I think, as a Carolina fan myself, just enduring the what I have my entire life with South Carolina football, wouldn't be that disappointing, especially year two under Shane Beamer. But I think that from a recruiting standpoint, that it would be a big disappointment because as good as Shane Beamer is as a coach, it's really hard to sell young guys coming in if you're not making consistent jumps. And I think from their perspective, they don't see it as much like us Carolina fans do. You know, they see Spencer Radler, a top quarterback in the country, coming and not succeeding past six and six at South Carolina. I feel like that kind of puts a doubt in recruits' heads if they're really building as much as we think. And so I just think if we could hit that eight, even with a bowl win, that you would really see recruits jump up or transfers, maybe a couple more key transfers come in that we maybe wouldn't land if we went six and six or barely missed the bowl game. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I know. I know and listen, I think that's fair. And, uh, you know, I, I say this. I think as long as you're making bowl games, um, you – because the challenge is this. Like, you, you need great players to win, but you need to win to attract uh-huh. great players. Uh, so, the, the balancing yeah. act right now is win just enough to convince these top players, hey, we're just a couple of pieces away from really competing at a high level. For so. Sure. As long as you're making bowl For games, sure. I, I think, you know, you'll be able to go out and recruit and, and, and convince those guys. I mean, but certainly it would be a little bit easier or much easier uh, if you go win seven or eight or, you know, even maybe nine this year and, you know, with a bowl win or what have you, if you can do that, well, then you can realistically tell guys mm-hmm. like, hey, man, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're just two or three pieces away. You know, you could help us. You could be the difference maker. You could be the guy that helps us get there. I think also, though, what's, what's massively important, because it's almost like let's play the hypothetical of would you rather go seven and five, but your five losses are uncompetitive, or would you rather go six and six, mm-hmm. but your six losses are, you know, one score game? It's like, well, yep. that six and six season is actually showing a lot more progress than that seven and five season is, right, in regards to how competitive, oh, how competitive you were, so – um, mm-hmm. but no, you make a yeah, great, you make I a great think, point about the balancing yeah. act and attracting those players and recruiting these top guys. They want to go to places where you're winning, or at least you're showing promise that you will be winning mm-hmm. very soon. Yeah. I think like Spencer Radler is kind of a blessing and a curse, not really a curse, I don't want tons of blessing, but I think there's a possibility just because with a player like that, you get so much headline and spotlight in the, in the media that all eyes are on Spencer Rattler, therefore all eyes are on South Carolina. And so if he falls flat just because we're not talented enough to beat these teams, I feel like it kind of puts the wrong idea that we're not improving as much as we actually are. So I don't know. I really hope that he pulls it together. I think it would be huge. And I know as Carolina fans, like, I can't think of a time since Steve Spurrier that people have been this excited for Carolina football. So. I don't know. I'm just hoping that we can continue it, even if we have a mediocre season. So, well, I, I would say this, my guy: expectations and pressure are a blessing. They're nothing but a blessing. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather have. Yes, is there some risk that you don't meet expectations? Certainly, but it, I'd rather have expectations and run that risk. 
than never have expectations at all. Like, like that's why I tell people, like, I love the yeah. hype. I love the hype. You know why I love the hype? Because it means we have something to realistically be hyped about. Like, there's real – that's For the sure. fun part about this season. That's the exciting part. Last year, we were all hype and excited because it was something new. It was something different. Thank God Will Muschamp's not our coach anymore. This year, it's mm-hmm. like we have real on-field reason to be hyped up and excited. Pressure is a privilege, not something you run from. Yep. So, no, nah, I think it's nothing but a blessing yeah, that we sure. got Spencer Rattler on the roster. Yeah. What What do you uh, – if you had to guesstimate, because I'm going down to the state game, mm-hmm. do you think it's going to be pretty packed out being a night game, or are you thinking it's just going to be a normal crowd? The Georgia State game, I, I think you'll see a little bit more than last year. I don't think it's a sellout, but I think it'll be a good crowd. I, I think it will. Um, if the yeah, official, If the official sure. capacity is – now it's like 77,000, which is whatever. I think it'll be yeah. 70,000, something like that, 72,000. Like I said, I don't think it's a sellout yeah. by any means. It is still Georgia State. Um, but, you know, the the new LED lights, Rattler, you won your Dude, bowl I'm game. So all, the, for those. all the hype of, yeah, all the hype of the coming into this season. I, I think it'll be a good crowd. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hey. Like I'm saying, the 1969 ACC champions are back, baby. Time to rule. I appreciate it, man. I love it. I love it. Great stuff. All right. All right. Take, take, take care. Man. Appreciate right. you, Braden. Great stuff from Braden. By the way, shout out Hunter Herlong, who received his package today with his Beamer Ball towels. Thank you so much, Hunter, for sending over the over this picture. I don't know if you're tuned in right now. I'm probably going to shoot you a text either way, but if you don't mind, guys, and this goes to everybody, and – I hope this doesn't sound like a selfish request, but when you get merchandise, if you guys would post it on social media and tag us, I'd love to reshare that. I, why You might ask, well, Chris, why do you want to do that? Honestly, guys, again, if it's a selfish request, I apologize, and it is what it is, but it just helps keep up the momentum with the, with the merch. You know, it helps keep up momentum for business, and people see the merchandise. People see other people getting the merchandise, and they say, oh, well, I want to get it too. It really just helps the business. Helps the business tremendously. So if you guys wouldn't mind doing that, um, if you want to throw up the merchandise you get on social media and tag us, and I'll reshare it. And um, Again, it, it does help us. It does help us. Um, again, it gets people excited for the merchandise, stuff like that. So um, a lot of folks, though, if you order towels, if you're tuned in and you order towels, you should be receiving them probably today. A lot of you should. Koozies, towels, all that good stuff. So Because all those were shipped out on on monday so um but again just a small request you don't have to do it but if you don't mind i would love it if uh you folks that are getting merchandise buying merchandise post a picture of it tag us on social media uh just really cool for us to be able to to to, to share that and and show folks why they should also get the merch too so um let's see Guys, got about five minutes left. Lynn Turner says, posting and tagging boosts your Facebook algorithm so TSUS will show up in more feeds. Yes, Lynn, thank you for that. Yes, you're very smart, Lynn. You're very smart. Rudy Reeves, here's a good question. Are they going to do anything this year for Phil Petty? Like number on the helmet? I, I would have to think so. I think either like a PP for Phil Petty on the helmet or a 14. Definitely. I, I would be surprised if we did it. I, I certainly, I think they should do something. I think they should most certainly do something. So, and they will. They will. 
John Edward, I appreciate you, my guy. I know, I know you'll tag us. I know you'll tag us, my guy. You're a legend. You're a legend. So, um, again, guys, we're getting after you here on a Wednesday. Like I said tonight, welcome home, South Carolina football. Tomorrow night, we are in Augusta, Georgia, for the TSUS tour. Uh, Carolina Alehouse is going to be a lot of fun, man. All the details are on social media. I reshared that this morning. And uh, really excited, man, to hang out with some CSRA Gamecocks. It's going to be a really, really cool show for me because, obviously, I'm from the area. I've seen people commenting, by the way, on social media saying they're going to be there. So I, I'm thinking it will be a solid turnout, no doubt. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> let's uh, let's paint Augusta Garnet, man. Why not? Why not? I know there's a lot of Georgia fans. Trust me, I know how it feels. I know what you guys go through. I, Like I said, I'm born and raised there, so I get it. All the Georgia and Clemson fans, let's get all the uh, – all the Gamecock fans out and about tomorrow night. Thomas Walker says official merch of great husbands and dads everywhere. Yes. Yes, indeed. That is a fact. Thomas Walker, out of curiosity, what goes into being a TSUS athlete? Thomas, you ready for it? Not a lot. <laughs> I got I to gotta be honest with you, Thomas. It's one of those things where if the athletes reach out to me and they say, hey, man, like I rock with TSUS, I rock with the business, would love to be a T-Sus athlete. Like, guys, I'll be totally honest with you. A, a lot of it, it's for, how do I phrase this softly? I'm just going to say it. A, a lot of it's for clout. You know, a lot of these college athletes, they just want to feel, it's a cool thing, right, to partner up with with us and, and with the with the business and with the show and and to, to have our support and all that. But outside of that, man, it's not like I'm giving them a monthly stipend. It's nothing crazy. It's just, I mean, dude, that's exactly what Barstool Sports did. And that's okay. I mean, those, yeah, promotion, exposure, stuff like that. But those college athletes, to tell you that, too, they're not, dude, it's not like some, like, it's not some, like, uh, some crazy, like, you know, behind-the-scenes paperwork NIL deal. It's just literally, like, this guy, that the golfer, he literally shot me a DM on Instagram. Hey, man, would love to be a TSUS athlete. I was like, sure, cool. It's that simple. Like, it's literally that simple. You know what I mean? So, um, but it's one of those things, you know, not everybody can be a TSUS athlete because then nobody would be a TSUS athlete, right? So, but no, it's a cool thing, man. We did add uh, Evans Lewis, the golf cocks. Go golf cocks. Go golf cocks. Lynn Turner. Yeah, I'll do a short review after the Welcome Home Show like I did last week. Yes, a little minute long, little uh, post-show reaction. Hey, that's how you know we're getting close to kickoff, right? And we got... We got post-anything reaction, right? Have, I have not done a post-game reaction video since the end of baseball season, right? I haven't. Crazy. Crazy when you think about it. James Kendall says, all BCC members are T-Sus athletes, though. Oh, oh, hey, if you're in the Big Cock Club, you're an athlete. And if you don't get what that just meant, then you know what? You don't belong in the Big Cock Club. Oh, t -t 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 let's see. John Edward, yeah, I mean, I, dude, I appreciate you, man. I loved it. The, uh, the the paper you had with the position groups listed, dude. You're the man, dude. I appreciate it. I see Matthew Jones already took heed to my word and posted a picture of his hat on Twitter. He either took heed to my word or that was incredibly ironic timing. Either way, either way. I appreciate you, my man. Um, guys, we're creeping up on 2 o'clock. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank you so much again for the continued love and support. TSUS.stores, where you can get the merch, by the way, in case you're wondering, including this bad boy right here and this shirt, the Beer Ball tie-dye. Um, 
Check out the podcast if you have not done so. Great stuff today. Uh, Tim Hill joined us for a fantastic conversation um, and continued the position unit preview series talking wide receivers. I think a successful show today with the, the new camera. I'm going to continue to play around with the setup, with the camera, with the lighting. Again, guys, you know the joys and the journey. We continue to evolve. We continue to grow. And I, I just really do genuinely, man. I genuinely appreciate you guys rolling with the punches. Uh, I'm constantly trying new things out and testing things and all that good stuff. And you guys just, you know, you just continue to show up, call in, banter, leave questions, leave comments, support, show love. And uh, that's not something I take for granted, man. So I truly appreciate it. Uh, also, go subscribe, like, leave five stars for the Daily Crow podcast. I drop those links every day around 3.30 or 4 o'clock. Uh, but you can find the Daily Crow podcast version on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And appreciate all those who tune in to that podcast version on a daily basis. Guys, thanks again so much for tuning in, for the banter, for the calls, everybody who interacted today. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Go check out the podcast. Stay tuned to all the content. Content bleeding out the eyeballs. You guys have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.